Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of Locked On Canadians. Today, we're talking European draft prospects. We're going to talk Leo Carlson and more inside today's show. Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Locked On Canadians. This is a bonus episode. This does not have a number attached to it. As you know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the Canadians' European prospects, especially some of those names who could potentially be coming over or have arrived in North America. I am joined by the man of the hour, the one who makes me seem smart by having him on this show to talk European draft prospects today, two in particular that should be of interest to the Montreal Canadiens. Of course, that is Patrick Bexell at Zeb underscore Habs on Twitter. Patrick, I know that you have been watching the SHL very closely with Adam Engstrom's playoffs and so much else. Thank you for making the time to come on to talk uh, draft prospects today. Yeah, anytime and any way I can get away from... Uh... You know, teaching studies. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The, the good part here is that uh, we tried to do this last week. Unfortunately, my internet did not cooperate, move some things around. We have Patrick back on today. And as everyone who is following the Canadians know, against the Flyers, they were eliminated from playoff contention. They yay. currently sit. Yes. Yay. I <laughs> Weird to cheer, but yes. Yay. They sit fifth right now. In the draft lottery standings, they I don't know if they're going to move up or down, but there's a, a name in that top five that's kind of caught my eye because I don't think they're going to fall, but the potential is always there because GMs are nuts. Patrick, since you have fought, you follow the SHL much closer than I do, and I don't have as much of the context as I, as I would hope for, Leo Carlson has been a fixture in that top five range since the draft ranking started coming out over the summer it's bedard it's been fantilli and it's been carlson mitchkov has fallen a little bit in there but those are the four that seem to be up there and we could probably spend two whole shows talking about mitchkov if we needed to but i want you to tell me about leo carlson who seems to be becoming the forgotten somehow underrated part of this draft class with everyone focused on bedard and fantilli and leo carlson seems to be a pretty good consolation prize all things considered he, I, I know everyone is talking about Fantilli and and uh, being number two but I think it's closer uh, depending on where the team is and and how long you can wait and and uh, all that and and let's be fair because if Mitchkov wasn't Russian he would go number two anyway at least if he wouldn't challenge Bedard for for the top spot even so so let's be honest with that you know, it's it's a, it's a weird draft in that regard that uh, Mitchkov, who is, uh, I, and I know I put it on uh, Locked on Sharks, that I said he's probably the one that's going to fall the furthest in, in the draft and uh, out of the top. And But I also said he's probably the most likely to be a superstar in the in the NHL down the line. Uh, it's just that he sits on a, on a 
on a long contract with with uh, St. Petersburg, but the way he's playing in hockey in arguably one of the worst teams in, in KHL <laughs> is incredible. Uh, you know, so so let's be that. Leo Carlson is probably closer to Fantelli than than many um, North American thinks or, or fans. Maybe not the 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 scouting community. They're pretty high on Carlson, and and uh, you know he's smart, he's strong, he's big. He's the archetypical center you want, and 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 uh, what is it? I have his updated stats somewhere here. I have so many windows open, but I but, have them right in front of yeah. me here. So in forty-four games, he scored twenty-five goals. He was awarded Junior of the Year in Sweden. Uh, you know, point uh, five, points per game uh, over over 44 games in a professional league at that age, it's incredible. Let, let's start with that. Uh, then look at the playoffs. Six playoff games. The seventh is ongoing right now. They're is up 1-0. Um, unless up, something happened the last minute. Uh, <laughs> and he has five assists already. You know, in, in six games, he has five assists. So he's having a better point per, uh, point per game percentage than, than in, in the playoffs uh, than he did over the season. In the World Juniors, he was almost a point-per-game player in, in, a, in a weird Swedish team, let's be honest with that as well, where, where the coaching might not have been the best. Um, um, he has you know around 15 minutes of ice time as well. So when you compare, compare him to Fantelli, with, who has more ice time, maybe, let's be honest, I'm not going to say maybe, in a worse league <laughs> with, with less pros, uh, you, you, you're going to have that kind of... You know, many people look at, at points and, and especially from forwards and saying, you know, this is good, this is bad, this is et cetera, et cetera. But, but in this regard, you know, it's, it's apples and oranges completely. Um, his skating is a strength. He has good speed. He pivots well. He turns and aligns very well as well. Um, there is a certainly a Pedersen comparison to be made for sure. Uh, maybe not with the same drastic shot as Pedersen has. But all the, everyone is speaking that he's not playing center, or not everyone. We, we all know who's speaking about <laughs> playing center in, in, in the SHL, but rarely you do that at, at 17. Uh, so, so, but on the other hand, I've spoken with NHL scouts from other clubs than Montreal, and, and uh, everyone agrees that you know he's played center in the under-20s, just like Elias Patterson, just because he hasn't done it in, in pro for a year doesn't mean that he can't play center and that he has forgotten how to play center. Uh, let's let's be honest. Elias Pettersson didn't play center for two whole seasons in the SHL. He's a pretty decent center in the NHL right now. And, and, uh, and you know, Eric, um, Leo Carlson is sort of in the same kind of bracket. He has hockey IQ. He has vision. He can uh, pass the puck very well. He protects it extremely well. Uh, the, the the it's the shot that that really drags him down. Uh, I suppose my question here for you, Patrick, is based on having that hockey IQ and that vision that a team like Montreal, where Martin Saint Louis loves and appreciates the players who take those risks and do those things, there is this someone that, upon being drafted, could come in and play in the NHL immediately. Or do you? Would you, in your scouting opinion here, 
keep them in the SHL for another year, or would you even have them shift, if they want them in North America, shift them to maybe a step down in the AHL from the SHL and have them learn center in that spot before they hit uh, the NHL level after that? I mean, I would not place him in the NHL directly. Let's let's start there. That that would be you know the main cornerstone of that argument. Like uh, he he's not ready to be there. A little bit like Uri Slavkovsky. Uh, I love him to bits, but you know he probably should have played AHL or gone back to Europe uh, for that season. Interesting thing is Leo Carlson will go early in the draft. He will definitely go in the first round. I'd be shocked if he doesn't go in top four. <laughs> but but but. Uh, as he is drafted out of the first round, you can place him in the AHL. So that is an exciting perspective. On the other hand, he's 18. He hasn't moved away from home, more or less. Uh, would it be better to, to maybe say, you know, try live alone in, in Örebro for another year? Uh, make sure to eat properly. We can monitor you. We can learn from, from, from the mistakes you do this year where you're safe and can, you know, if anything goes wrong, you can go home to your family and, and, and support yourself that way and, and learn from the mistakes the, the easy way rather than bringing him over and maybe not surround him with that many Swedes in the Montreal organization <laughs> or, 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 or in that regard, <laughs> looking around it in that way. Um, he could easily be a, a power forward in that regard. Uh, obviously, he's lacking the shot. In that, if if you start to utilize him, then, but give him another year in in Sweden or or, I prefer in a way when you draft someone this high, I wouldn't mind putting them back in Europe or 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 in juniors, or in NCAA for another year in order to just make sure that they're out of the spotlight and out of the media. It doesn't matter which club it is. Well, if it's Arizona, you're probably out of the media anyway. But <laughs> but but you know like. In Montreal, in New York, and, and it's in, in in Toronto for sure. You're gonna be, you know, in the media at any given point. So I think it, it might be smarter to keep him out on the limelight in that regard. Um, everyone thinks here that he is a cornerstone of of an NHL franchise. He might not be a superstar in the making, uh, like I think Matvey Mitchkov will be. <laughs> But but uh, he's sort of a Philip Forsberg kind of player. You love to have him. You hate to play against him. And I think that's some... If he falls to the Canadians at five, I think the draft's already a huge win. However, as of this moment when we are recording this, the Canadians still have two first-round picks, and there is a name lingering around that second one that is of a lot of use to the Canadians, I think, in the near future. And we're going to talk about them coming up next. But first, today's sponsor is FanDuel Sportsbook. With the NCAA tournament in full swing and the NBA marching towards the playoffs, it's time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, where you can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 as a new customer. And that's in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. All you got to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. And if you're feeling lucky, combine everything into a same-game parlay to increase your winnings. So don't miss this chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. And remember, make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA and us here at LockedOn. 
And as always, please gamble responsibly. We don't want to see anyone uh, go broke betting on the NBA or anything else. However, we're going to shift things back to the NHL draft here. This is, of course, Locked On Canadians. I am your host, Scott Matla, doing this in the afternoon while my co-host is working. I am joined by European Prospects correspondent at Habs Eyes on the Prize, Patrick Bexell, at Zeb underscore Habs on Twitter. That is Z-E-B underscore Habs on Twitter. And Patrick, we talked about Leo Carlson a little bit. And the other name, we're going to go to the other side of the ice, I guess, technically here. And we're going to talk defenseman here because there's been one name that's been popping up since World Juniors because the scouting community I've seen has had a lot of discussions around this player. And based on the rankings I see in elite prospects right now, 13, 14, 12, 10, 13, 17, 10, uh, 15, 18, 12, 11, Axel Sandin Pelica. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to try and pronounce the team he plays for here so you can laugh. He plays for Haleftia. That in was the SHL. Good for being you, Scott. <laughs> I, I know the S is silent. I think I learned that one Galefio. the last time I had you on. So, but he's a he's you know a, an 18 year old defenseman just turned 18 a couple of days ago, and he lit up on their under 20 team. Had a pretty strong showing at World Juniors, despite having one point where people are constantly talking about him. And then he's been playing in the SHL. He's got 22 games under his belt there. Patrick, you spoke to his coach, correct? I want to know, what is the hype behind this player here? And should he be someone that the Canadians are looking at with that Florida Panthers pick, uh, wherever that be, 10th to 15th at this point? And that, that's two questions in one question, Scott. And you should, as a journalist, know that that's not the way, because now I can choose which one to answer. <laughs> <laughs> I was never very good at interviews, could you tell, yeah. as I host a podcast? <laughs> but yeah, it's okay. Let's let's start with this. And it's his coach saying it. I'm just reporting it. And it's on, on, uh, on our podcast <laughs> feed as well. Uh, because I always compared Sandine Pelica to a Philip Robert kind of player. You know, he needs to mature. He's have a very good offensive upside. And uh, Robert Olson, who is one of my favorite coaches in the SHL, who said some fantastic things, very unprompted about a certain Adam Engstrom in the opposing team after having knocked <laughs> him out the other day, uh, just looked at me and said, no, 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 you're wrong. I was like, what? And he went, no, it's an Eric Carson player. And you can't really get any higher praise than that, you know? So, so then he lowered it a little bit to a Jan Klingberg kind of player, which is pretty decent. Still a pretty yeah. high-end piece there to have. That's a that's yeah. a regular NHL player right there with a pretty high upside, but still. Indeed, and and uh, he's, he's... I trust his coach saying that this is the kind of player something Pelika is. I don't think you can compare anyone likely to, to, to Eric Carlson and if you want to hear me swear and use bad language, you should go over to Locked On Canadian <laughs> uh, Locked On Sharks and, and hear what I said about the story about uh, Roger Runberg and Eric Carlson. But yeah, it's 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 an insane comparison, really. Um, it doesn't matter if you're Swedish, Finnish, or 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 or, or, or North American. You know, there is only one Eric Carlson. Let's be honest with that, and, and there's never going to be another. Uh, but yeah, he's he's a skilled puck mover. He's a standout player for Sweden in the World Juniors, and in the end, he and uh, and uh, Adam Engström was the first pairing for Sweden. Something I said that Adam Engström would be early on in in, in fall, uh, and then I was right. 
at the very end of the <laughs> of the World Juniors. Uh, but um, he he's he he grew in confidence in time on ice with every game he played. Uh, I think he's probably should be top ten. I can see this is the Morris Sider of the draft. Uh, if, if if you're gonna look at it that way, we all remember what happened with with everyone was thinking Philip Broberg would be the the top uh, defender going in that draft, and suddenly uh, Detroit ran everyone down and said, you know, we're gonna take Morris Sider, and then the defensive action all happened at once, and suddenly Montreal was sitting at number 15, having the chance to say Cole Caulfield, and uh, <laughs> really took that chance. Um, He's an elite skater. I mean, like, this is not... I'm, I'm not using elite skater very often, but he is. Uh, he's also um, having huge of hockey IQ. His passing is superb. His shooting is better than average, but uh, probably that's the weakness he has. Um, both passing and shot are accurate. It's just the, the velocity of the shot that is, is, is a bit... Um, is a bit off at the moment, and I think he can work with that. He deeks very well. We've seen that uh, very uh, at a lot of times in the World Juniors. Um, he keeps the the opposing team honest. They need to cover him. You cannot just think that it's a defender over there and, and you don't have to worry about it. He will definitely be part of a system that activates defenders uh, much like the Sharks, we've seen Philadelphia use it. We've seen even Montreal use it from time to time. Uh, so that part of the new NHL, that, that is what he's going to go into. Um, he, he, he lives to create, as I said, counting errors or, or, or um, a numerical, local numerical advantage, much like handball works in Sweden. I know you don't play it that much, but, but it's something <laughs> you should watch in, in some ways. A little bit like, I know Robert Olson in Cholestio, he, he, he says he watches a lot of uh, basketball because it's five on five and you have that set play that you can work around a little bit like a hockey. So, so using other sports to, to influence your players is always something I, I cherish and, and find attractive in a coach because it shows that they think the game in a different way. Um, you ask if Montreal should draft him. To be honest, I'm not sure. If, if he's there, if you take a look at the Montreal defensive side at the moment, it's the next stop, you know, if you compare the young defense that Montreal has and with the emergence uh, of Adam Engstrom that no one really knew anything about before the season, uh, the next stop would probably be the Great Wall of China or something like that. You know, it's, 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 it's an incredible defensive prospect pool that Montreal has. It could be very much worth passing on Sandin Pelika in a way, uh, and and pick a forward that you might need more. You pick need rather than best player available. Uh, but yeah, it's tough also when you have a comparison to Eric Carlson. Why would you pass? Yeah, that's a really good point because here's the thing: is I was going to ask if he's on the left or the right, but you mentioned Adam Engstrom, who is on the left, and also in that group there is Lane Hudson, which. If one's good, two's even better. And three is probably company then at that point, because then in front of him, there's the Jaden Struble. There's William Trudeau, who is playing in North America right now. There's Nicholas Baudin, who they got from Chicago in a seemingly nothing trade. And then not counting the NHL, there's Matheson, there's Gooley, there's Harris. There's 
Arbor Jack, this Joel Edmondson for however long mm-hmm. he's here. The good news is that would give them time to let him develop. There's no need to rush him, but at a certain point, too many cooks in the kitchen and it's the first time I've ever seen, they can't really do it just because it's not, they can't do it. It's how do you manage to make it all work? You have to develop everybody and everyone has to play in a perfect world, all prospects all the time. But I mean, like fast- you, 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 you don't mention Logan Mayo, who's is there as well. Right side. I'm not a super fan of, yeah. of Logan because of his defensive problems. Uh, but man, that, that cannon is, is is something to behold as well, um, and there there are players coming up that are super good, and at one point or another you're going to start trading those players if they, if they work out, but that's fine, and and you can trade them, but you might also lose out on on someone. I mean, one would think that Chicago is is uh, second guessing themselves about Dak a little bit, right? Well, what we would hope so, anyways. So. <laughs> Here's my question for you then. If because I think the Canadians, if I'm I'm gonna check Tankathon in the middle of the show here. Right now, the Florida Panthers pick is 14th overall. Ironically, on elite prospects, Axel Sandimpelica is 14th. I I know we were gonna keep it on this, but if they had to pick between picking Sandinpelica and potentially creating that log jam or taking like Dalibor Dvorsky. Would you opt for taking Dvorsky just because it seems like there's a path for him? Or do you just take Sandin Pelica because he has the ability to potentially be such a standout at that point in time or in the near future there? If he continues the, 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 his the good up- thing picking Sandin Pelica is probably that you will you will have two, three years. I mean, like he's drafted out of Europe as is Dvorsky, so you would you would have uh four years to sign them. Uh, I think that's a bonus, but I also think the the I'm I know you're gonna hate me for this, <laughs> but I haven't been that impressed with Dworsky and AIK this year. So yeah, is it a is it just because AIK hasn't played as well as I thought, uh, etc., or is it that Dworsky has stalled a little bit in his development? Uh, I'm looking forward to the World Under 18s where I can see Dworsky maybe more against his peers and having that first-line experience that he hasn't had in AIK. And uh, that would be very interesting to see. And, and I would have to refer my, my last judgment until then. But, but, but I think the, the fact is that, yeah, I'll probably pick upside at that point. You know, if you sit on... If Axel Sundin Pelica turns out, you can move, and I don't want to say this, Otto Engstrom, Logan Mayo, or, or, or some other highly toted prospect. But on the other hand, if you get... Uh, Lane Hudson to work out, which certainly looks like uh, you you you're gonna be able to have two of those, and that will create havoc because you can probably cover one Eric Carlson, but you cannot cover two because the second line is gonna go or the second unit is gonna come in with with a similar kind of player with a, probably the similar kind of skills. Well, that gives me a lot to think about, and I the only reason I picked Dvorsky is one because it's a name I've seen mentioned so much, mm-hmm. and he his draft ranges all over the place as well. And we will have to have you back on to talk Dvorsky and other players as we slowly crawl towards draft season. Once we know where the Canadians are picking, Laura and I will be sure to have you back on because yeah, I'm glad to hear that that the little girl that asked about Laura on on Twitter knows <laughs> that she's safe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, 
Patrick's, thank you so much. Do you want to plug your podcast and where to find your work for our lovely listeners today? Well, uh, as of Saturday, which when this is probably going out, Scott yes. and I are part of, of an individual franchise called ahabsizeontheprice.com. 2.0, baby, let's go. <laughs> this time we own it ourselves, so it will be very interesting to see. We we love your support. We know how, how much the community has helped out in, in, in getting this started. And, and we're going to work twice as hard as we have done before, and especially me that has maybe slacked off due to my studies. Uh, but, but summertime and 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 uh, I'm already booking guests for top 25 under 25. So so there's that. And obviously we have the podcast, which is going to be on 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 for top 25 as well. But uh, I have a I'm grading the the European prospects or some of most of them anyway in in a couple of weeks. And uh, we have some exciting guests to talk about that. So you don't have to trust me only, but <laughs> others as well. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadian. Subscribe wherever you get your daily podcasts or on YouTube. Ring the bell to get notified every time we go live. You can follow myself at Scott Metla, my co-host at The Active Stick. Uh, Patrick, once again, thank you so much. And everyone, we will see you all next time.